Good morning, family. Well, the first service of 2022. Wow, who would have thought that? Who can believe that? But I want to say welcome. Uh, welcome to each and every one of you here today. And also welcome for every person that is online as well. And we are so grateful that we can be together this morning. I hope that you enjoyed your, uh, all the eats and everything that you had yesterday and the day before. And uh, so great that after that we can just consecrate and look at God's Word. From our Every Nation Willow leadership, uh, our eldership, we just want to say and wish you a blessed 2022. And may this year really be a year that we will remember the presence of God. Coming out of 2021, there are so many things that we can be thankful for. And I want you just to take one minute now and think about one or two things that stands out of 2021 that you are truly thankful for. And won't you just turn to the person next to you, or maybe you're sitting together as, your fami as family, and just say thank you. And you pray now as a family. Just share that. Thank you, Lord. Oh, Father, we want to say thank you that we can be a thankful people. Father, for every one of these requests that this quickly came to mind, we glorify you and we say thank you, Father, as we look up unto heaven and we know that our faithful Father is forever there with us, faithful to the end. Lord, thank you for that. We also just want to trust, you know, that this will be a year that each and every one of us will be living, you know, with the gospel in our heart and that many, many people will come to salvation because we live the gospel every single day and many people's lives will be touched with the gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ. The past year has also been a challenging year for many, many people. Some people, you know, felt you know, still, maybe still feeling very uncertain of this 2022 that we are going in. And maybe there are some people that just feel, you know, that, well, this is 2022, but I'm still stuck in a dead end. I still see no way out for my life exactly where I am now. You know, maybe we're feeling like the Israelites when they came to the Jordan after the 40 years uh, trekking through the desert, and here they come to the Jordan, and they find that this Jordan is now stopping their way for entering into the promised land. Of course, you know, we read that in uh, Joshua 3. And I want you to turn in your Bible with me, please, to Joshua 3. Joshua 3, and we're going to read there from verse 2 to verse 17. It's quite a few verses, but uh, I'm sure that, you know, we'll be blessed by that. So as you turn to your Bible, let me just give you just a bit of a context there. Like I said, the Israelites have been going through the desert for, 20, for 40 years. And here they come now close to the promised land. This is a journey that was supposed to take 11 days, basically from Egypt to where they are now. But because of their disobedience, it took 40 years. Uh, but now they are, they are just about to move into the promised land. And Joshua, who is now... You know, leading the nation, he's sending two spies in, and they went through the land, and they came past Jericho, and there people found out that they were there, and uh, Rahab there helped them, hide them, 
And now they're coming and they're giving a report back to Joshua about what they've seen and heard. And we read that report in Joshua 2, verse, uh, verse 24. I'll just quickly read it to you. It's not in the, you know, on, the, on the screen. It says, The Lord has handed over the entire land to us. Everyone who lives in the land is... I heard this, he thought, well, this is all I wanted to hear. God has prepared the land for us. And then he told the Israelites, well, move closer to the Jordan River, they're just across from Jericho because we are going to go into the land. So they packed up, but as they came to the Jordan, they find the Jordan completely in flood. And now the Jordan is blocking their way for getting into the promised land. They were stuck on the banks of the river. And there they had to wait now for three days. So now they can camp there, waiting for three days. And we start reading there, Joshua 3 verse 2 Read there with me. It says, At the end of the three days, the officers went through the camp and commanded the people, As soon as you see the Ark of the Covenant of the Lord your God being carried by the Levitical priest, then you shall set out from your place and follow it. Verse 4. Yet there shall be a distance between you and it, about 2,000 cubits. Well, that's about a kilometer in length. Do not come near in order that you may know the way where you shall go. For you have not passed this way before. Well, that sounds a little bit like 2022. Well, we're not in that yet. Then Joshua said to the people, Consecrate yourself, for tomorrow the Lord will do wonders among you. And Joshua said to the priests, Take up the Ark of the Covenant and pass on before the people. So they took up the Ark of the Covenant and went before the people. The Lord said to Joshua, Today I will begin to exalt you in the sight of all Israel, that you may know that as I was with Moses, so I will be with you. And as for you, command the priest to bear the ark of the covenant. When you come to the brink of the waters of the Jordan, you shall stand still in the Jordan. And Joshua said to the people of Israel, Come here and listen to the words of the Lord your God. Verse 13, And when the soles of the feet of the priests bearing the ark of the Lord of all the earth shall rest in the waters of the Jordan, the waters of the Jordan shall be cut off from the flowing, and the waters coming down from above shall stand in one heap. So the people set out, and it was exactly like Joshua said, we go down to verse 15, As soon as those bearing the ark had come down as far as the Jordan, and the feet of the priest bearing the ark were dipped in the brink of the water. Now the Jordan overflows all its banks throughout the time of harvest. In other words, it wasn't a flash flood. It was flowing for a long time. The waters coming down, coming down from above stood and rose up in a heap very far, far away. And then verse 17. Now the priest bearing the ark of the covenant of the Lord stood firmly on dry ground in the midst of the Jordan, and all Israel was passing on dry land until the nation finished passing over the Jordan. As we read this, you know, we just reflect on that. We see, you know, that here they stand, and the entry point where they would want to now is blocked by this river, and it formed a barrier. And the Jordan at that time was completely uncrossable. You know, it's not a big river. But when it's in flood, you know, it is said that it can flow up to 60 kilometers an hour. And for a human being to walk through that is completely impossible. 
So the Bible says that, you know, that they spend three days there. Now imagine spending three days, you're looking at the river, and you have got no plan how to cross the river. Because at that time, God hasn't uh, shared with Joshua the plan of crossing the river. And you think about, you know, maybe you've got some elderly or you've got children or you've got all your possessions. The Lord said we're going to cross in, you know, over this river. And how will we do that? So slowly but surely, you know, just like water would erode, the, you know, the swell, your confidence is being eroded away. And even at nighttime when you want to sleep, you're listening to this roaring of the water. So many people of us face our own personal Jordans. Here we stand at the beginning of the year. None of us know exactly, you know, what is going to go and happen during this year. Some of us feel, you know, that our problems that we're bringing from 2021 is so permanent and so powerful. Lord, how will we make throughout, you know, the year, throughout 2022? And our lives feel that it's stuck this side of God's promises. We're not going to make it, you know? But God can turn any, any no way into a highway. The question that we ask ourselves now is, you know, Lord, how should we do that? And I'm, I'm sure that the Lord would want to ask us this morning, you know, are we walking by sight or are we walking by faith? Joshua 3, you know, if we read the whole Joshua 3, you know, it is how something echoes throughout the Bible that the story that we see there in Joshua 3, you know, and, and, and in the book of Luke 18 verse, uh, verse 27, the Bible says to us there, what is impossible with men is possible with God. What is impossible with men is possible with God. These, of course, the words of the Lord Jesus. So the Israelites were stuck this side on the banks of the river, and we might feel stuck and see no way into 2022. Well, the question is, what shall we do? And there are three things that we just want to look at very quickly this morning. The first thing is, we must remember we must remember the track record of God. You see, every single one of us has got a track record with God. Think about your life. Think about just 2021. You know, if we think about our 2021, then we, we definitely have a track record where God miraculously just gave us our lives back during the, 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 you know, the time that we were sick with COVID. Verse 2 says, After three days, the officers went through the camp and commanded the people, when you see the Ark of the Covenant of the Lord, your God. Can we say that this morning? Can we say that, Lord, in the face of 2022, we have our God. The Lord, you know, that is capital letters. That means the all-sufficient one. The fullness of God. Your God. He says, they're carried by the Levitical priest. You must break up camp and follow it. Break up camp. And then it says that, you know, it needs to go a little bit ahead so that we can see it. And the picture that we get there, you know, is that God is always ahead of us. If we would just look up, you know, He is there. Can you remember times during 2021 that God was with you? It's still the same God. Now, the question that we ask is, now, why the ark? Why is this piece of, and I say, I say it with great, uh, you know, reverence, this piece of furniture, why is this so important? And there are three things, you know, that we see in the ark, you know, that God would want to speak to us. And He spoke to the Israelites all the time about three things that is in the ark. 
The Bible also speaks about the three witnesses. And that was basically God's three witnesses in the ark that was actually the witness that he is with them. The first thing that was in the ark was the stone tables. Tablet, sorry. The stone tablets. Not the tablet that you know that we're working on. No, stone tablet. But now, Exodus 31 verse 8 says, you know, God's finger inscribed what was on the tablets. And that was the law. God himself wrote that on the tablets. It's not like Moses had to work. No, God did that. So the law was written so people can know how they can live in relationship with God. So it speaks about the law, yes, but it speaks about relationship. So every time, you know, they saw the tablets, that spoke about God wanting a relationship with them. Now, if we just fast forward that into the New Testament, the Bible says to us, you know, that Jesus fulfilled the law. And thinking about Jesus fulfilling the law, Jesus died on the cross gave his life, rose on the third day, so that we can have a relationship with him. Jesus is that fulfillment of the tablets. The second thing that was there was the pot of manna. Now, the pot of manna was there to remember, to remind people about God's gracious provision for them in the 40 years. For 40 years, God fed them. You know, they didn't have to work at God fed them. God looked after them. And that pot was there in remembrance for that. And then in the New Testament, the Bible says to us, you know, that Jesus is our bread of life. But also the temptation of Jesus, Jesus says, you know, to the devil that we will not live by bread alone, but every word of God. And then, of course, the book of John says to us, you know, that Jesus is the word. Jesus is the word. So when we think about the pot of manna, we think about God's provision. Relationship, provision. The third thing there was Aaron's rod. Now, Aaron's rod was a dead piece of stick that was put in there. But the miracle on that, you know, is that the fact that it, it blossomed. It actually grew leaves, blossomed, and it, then the blossoms had fruit, almonds, on that stick. And that just, you know, that is a miraculous thing from God. How can a dead stick the leaves, flowers, and fruit. But it also, you know, gives the, you know, the, the promise to the Israelite that God will bring life. God is the only one that can give life. Going fast forward again to the New Testament, you know, Jesus gives us life. Jesus is our life. If we have our lives in Him, you know, then we have life. He's the only life giver that we can have. So even in the ark, you know, that was the shadow of things to come. The Israelites could see, there goes the ark. God's provision is with us. God's relationship with us. You know, every single time we see the ark, we know that God is with us. Now, if we look at the picture of the ark, then we see that, you know, the two cerebrum, the two angels that is there on top. In between there, you know, the Bible speaks about the mercy seat. Now, when the, when, the, when the ark was in the, in the holies of holies, that is where God will show himself during that as well. So God shows himself, his presence, his provision, you know, his, uh, his, the fact that he brings life and the fact that he has a relationship. That is, you know, as the, as the ark of the covenant passed in front of the, the Israelites, that is what they remember. Now, 
every one of us, like I said, has got the same testimony. We've got the tes- testimony of, of God having a relationship with us. We've got a testimony of God providing for us. We've got a des- testimony of, of God bringing things uh, you know, to life. You know, Our lives, when we were born again, we were brought to life, from death to life. That's what the Bible says to us. And God, through the Lord Jesus Christ, manifested Himself in our lives. And then He gave us the Holy Spirit that is with us always. Now the ark speaks or spoke to the Israelites. This morning, it is speaking to us as well. That mercy seat, you know, that is there, gives a current meaning to past acts of power of God. The ark ark was also the Old Testament equivalent of God with us, Emmanuel, God with us. So in Hebrews 12, verse 2, you know, the Bible says to us, let's fix our eyes on Jesus. As they fixed their eyes on the ark when the ark was going, in the same way, you know, uh, the writer of Hebrews says, let us fix our eyes on Jesus. If there's one thing that we need to do in 2022 is fixing our eyes on Jesus. Now, we are constantly living every day, basically, moment by moment in the future. You know, five seconds from now, that is my future. I'm not there yet, but five seconds. So as we move into 2022, let's fix our eyes on Jesus. And as we gaze ahead, you know, with so many things that's, that's around us, you know, all the different seas that's there, COVID, maybe cancer, not just cancer of sickness, but maybe cancer of sin, maybe creditors, maybe 2021 was a very difficult year and we're trying to just to get grips of our finances and maybe crisis, maybe if those things are there in your life, then we say, well, I'm still stuck this side of the Jordan. I'm still stuck in the wilderness. Now, what do we do when we face these impossible things? What did Peter do when he sank upon the wa- you know, under the water? Jesus stuck his hand out and he lifted him out. Let's fix our eyes on Jesus. Jesus says to us in, in uh, Luke 1 verse 17, he says, come, follow me. Just like they had to follow the ark, let us follow the presence of Jesus into 2022. Let us remember. Remember the things that God has done for us. And we build our lives on that. The second thing we do is we consecrate our lives. In verse 5, Joshua told the people, Consecrate yourselves because the Lord will do wonders among you tomorrow. Can we be expected for 22 that God will do wonders among us? Will 2022 be a year that, that we can expect our God to go beyond our expectation? God would want to do wonders in our lives. But then he says, Consecrate yourself. In other words, there's something that we do, you know, every single day in our lives. Consecrate, that Hebrew meaning is to prepare, to prepare, to dedicate, to be a holy, to set apart, or to be apart. Apart from something. Apart from what? Apart from sin. In other words, you know, we, we, we come in and we repent of every known sin. Can we start this year like that? Lord, let sin not rule my life, because if we look at the, at, the, at the Israelites, for 40 years they wandered in this desert because of what? Because of sin. Isaiah 59 verse 1 and 2 says that, you know, that our sin, our iniquities has brought a, a barrier between us and God. Just like that river was there, a barrier 
Let our sin not be a barrier in this year between us and God, but let us consecrate ourselves. Let us go before our Lord and say, Lord, let's start afresh. Let us ask the Lord to help us to start with Him on a clean slate. So to cross the uncrossable, we must first fix our eyes on Jesus and set ourselves apart from sin. Number three, take a stand. Let's step out and take a stand. Verse 7 and 8, the Lord spoke to Joshua, Today I will begin, begin, begin to exalt you in the light of all Israel. And then he says, Command the priest to carry the Ark of the Covenant. When you reach to the edge of the water, stand in the Jordan. I love this verse 13 that he says there, When the feet of the priest came to carry the Ark of the Lord, the Lord of all the earth. I love that. God of us. It's an undisputable fact. Wherever we will go on this earth, God is the Lord of all the earth. But then he says, when the Lord of all the earth come to rest in the Jordan. God didn't have to work to heap up that water. He came to rest there. The water flowing downstream will stand up in a mess. Now, just for a moment, you know, think about this picture Israelites is on this side. The reality is they're not there yet. The reality is they have to walk through this river. Now, you know, God miraculously now, as the, as the Levites put their feet in the Jordan River, you know, as they did that, the water just stopped. It's a raging river. Where does the water go to? The water doesn't disappear. You know, it just banks up here next to them. The, you know, the Bible describes it that the water actually, you know, pushes, pushed back for about 20 miles. That's a long way. He says, it heaped up next to them. So as they had to walk through the River Jordan, they've got a heap of water. Now, you know, without a wall or a dam wall, how does the water stay there? God's hand had to keep it there. But they had to step in faith, step out. They had to step out in faith into the Jordan and walk through. But the Bible says dry land. God dried it up. Miraculously, He did. But the reality is, the water is still here. We can look at our difficulties, and we can concentrate on the difficulties. Or we can turn and fix our eyes on the ark, the presence of God in our life. And let's look at the ark, because the Lord says, that's where I am going. Let's not take 2022 and fix our lives, our eyes so much on the problems. But let's fix our eyes on Jesus. Faith moves us forward into God's way and into God's timing. If we stay with Him, God will show us His timing. But then also we must act. It's not like if we stand on this side of the bank, all of a sudden we'll be on the other side of the bank. No, focusing on the Lord is essential. There goes the ark. There is God's presence in front of me. I can see it, but we'll never cross that, that river unless we step out in faith. Now, let us just step out in faith. We can say it, but, but there are more things just to stepping out in faith. Stepping out in faith is, yes, we have, we have to walk in obedience to our Lord. That's what we need to do. But also, stepping out in faith means, you know, there are some things that we will do during this time, you know, that, that would take some faith. We said in the beginning, you know, that we would love to see the gospel reaching people. How would we do that? It's for us. 
stepping out and stepping into the lives of people. For them to see the Jordan opening up for them. For them to cross over into their promised land. But it takes us to step out in faith into their lives as well. Maybe there's a few things that the Lord would want you to step out of and step into. Go and ask the Holy Spirit, Lord, is there, are there things in my life, Lord, that's holding me back from crossing this Jordan? Let me step out of it, Lord. Let me step into your presence. Let me walk there, Lord, because it says they follow them. And Jesus calls us and he says, follow me. We must also commit ourselves, you know, our time, our energy, our finances, you know, everything that we've got in walking this, the, you know, this road with Jesus. He wants us to move with it. Lord, whatever is going to hold me back, no, Lord, I, I, just, I just give it to you. My time is yours, Lord. My finances is yours, Lord. I trust you, Lord Jesus, for 2022, Lord, that, that my life will be different in you as I walk beside you, behind you, Lord. Just like the Ark of the Covenant was in front of the Israelites, let us keep our eyes fixed on Jesus in 2022. As 2022 stretches out before us like a Jordan, and maybe the challenges sometimes gets too much for us, we must believe that nothing is too difficult for our God. The Bible says they God rested in the river. Let, let us rest in Him. Let us rest in the ability that He can help us cross over through our difficulty. We must focus our all on Christ and follow Him. Again, Hebrews 12 verse 2. We must cast that old sin and set ourselves apart from Him. That's a daily commitment that we mark, uh, make as, as, as we go before Jesus every morning in our quiet time. Start there. Lord, is there anything? That is between me and you. Has the Jordan crept in between me and you? Let us start like that every single morning. We must also be ready to move when He does His work. There's nothing more sweet in our life that we know that wherever I am today, Lord, I am where you want me to be. If He says move, we move. Move into people's lives. You know, whatever God asks you to do, if anything is that's going to last, let it be what the Lord tells us to do. So three things. Remember the track record of God in your life. Consecrate yourselves. And number three, step out and take a stand. Well, you know, for us to do that, it means that we do have, have to have a relationship with Jesus. And this morning, if you're listening in this morning and you do not have a relationship with Jesus yet, I would want to challenge you. Won't this be the year that you say, Lord, I want to change. Lord, I would want to give my life to you, Lord Jesus. I want to make you my Lord and my Savior. And Lord, this is the year that, that I would consecrate my life to you, Lord. Stepping out, stepping in. Stepping out from the old life, old life, stepping into your life. I pray that. And then also, for every one of you this morning that still feels that they're stuck this side of the Jordan and God's promise on the other side, I pray that, that you would step in in faith. Take Jesus' hand 
follow Him into 2022. You know, the Bible says to us that, you know, in, in the words of Jesus, says, I'm with you. I'm with you always. I'll never leave you nor forsake you. And as we walk together, because we need one another, as we walk together into 2022, with our eyes fixed on Jesus, we are expecting Him to do miracles around us. And therefore now, Lord, we want to just say, Lord, as we consecrate our lives daily before you, Lord, we want to live with you and for you in every single thing we do. Thank you for that, Lord Jesus. Holy Spirit, thank you that you are with us. Lord Jesus, thank you for the Holy Spirit that is in us and working through us. And every single day we will be led, just like the people were led by the ark. We will be led by your voice speaking into our lives. Thank you for that. Lord, we love you. And thank you that we can start this year with you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Family, I want to pray that this will be a year that you remember as walking with the Lord. Let us set our lives apart, living consecrated for and with Him. Enjoy your Sunday and have an absolute blessed 2022. Amen.